seven days a week, 24 hours a day. My Radio Contact. From the Detail Podcast, I'm Rob Parks, and we're here talking all things so for Red Devil Johnman Show this week. As ever, we have Paul Whiteside. All right, Paul? Hi, Rob. You have a good week, mate? Yeah, very good. Very good weekend. And um, two wins. It was it was special, really, wasn't it, Rob? We had a good day Monday. And uh, yeah, can't wait for Sunday now to get another two points. Yeah, good good day out and a good night out as well. We had a, a mini podcast night out, didn't we, in Wannington? We did, yeah. But uh, I was Yeah, you can feel the momentum both on and off the field, Paul. It's uh, an exciting time to be a Salford Red Devils fan. It's uh, you know looking forward to more successes in the uh, in the future, in the next coming weeks and months. Uh, what have we got on the show this week, Paul? Yeah, we've got a review of the Warrington game on. Uh, I was going to say Easter Monday, but uh, on Bank Holiday Monday, we've got interviews with the uh, new signing James Hasson, where Matt Flanagan, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, and Chris Brining. We've got the Willie Poaching in Coach's Corner. We've got the Amateur Report, and we're also previewing. This Sunday's match against Wakefield today. Yeah, so what we'll do, we'll uh, look back at that great win uh, against Warrington on Monday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Salford Red Devils were victorious on Monday at Warrington. 38 points to 12, Paul. You know, what a, what a great message to send out to Super League with a fantastic win. Yeah, following up from Friday uh, night as well, Rob, it was... It was a big game on, on Sunday going to Warrington. Well, Warrington have hit a bit of form and, and moved up the table. But to go there and, and beat them in the, the manner that we did, I thought was excellent. It was an excellent performance. You know, before the game, we both said to each other, you know, Dob Dobson's been rested, Chris Weller's been rested, is that going to affect us? And we were, I, don't, I wouldn't say we were sceptical, but we were both sort of flapping a bit. Oh, well, we saw that Dobson wasn't in the team lineup. But Todd Carney came in and um, he stepped up to the mark, I thought. I thought he was excellent. And, um, yeah, we really, we really put put Warrington to the sword. Really, with some fantastic drive, fantastic flowing, attacking rugby, scored eighty eight points over the weekend. I think you know, Tech's up doing in the Super League. It was another another great win. Yeah, Salford's lineup with Gaz O'Brien at fullback, Nye Levels, Junior South, Jake Biggit, Jake Bibby, Greg Johnson, Robert Lewis, Todd Carney, Lamatasi, Chris Bryan, and James Hassan, Weller Racket, Ben Burnett, Basala, and Mark Flanagan. On the bench for Salford was Craig Cockjack, Josh Wood, Olsey Krasnicki, and Daniel Murray. Todd Carney coming in um, for Michael Dobson, Paul, and he was he was brilliant all afternoon. Yeah, he certainly was. He had a hand in, um, I think, three or four of the, well, maybe four or five of the tries, actually, in, in that first, especially in the first half there, he breaking through, he looked, he looked excellent, and um, 
you know, he's, he's had to he's had to bide his time. You know, with Robert Louis and Michael Dobson. What what a conundrum this week now for for Ian Watson? What does Ian Watson do? You know, I had a debate with a few Salford supporters last night about that. We were having a chat about it, and, uh, and people were saying this, and some were saying Carney. So it is. It's a great it's a great thing to have a great debate to have. And I don't know where do you sit on that, Rob? Are you in the Carney corner, or are you do you think Michael Dobson will come back in? Well, I think looking forward, Paul, you know, you've got the middle eights to you know top eight. Sorry to think about. You know, it might be worth giving Dobson a few games rest so he's fully, you know, fit and fully charged up for, you know, for the challenges to come. Uh, but like you say, Todd Carney is an excellent player and, you know, having him available, you know, he's only going to strengthen Ian Watson's hand. So it's a, it's a good headache uh, for Ian Watson to, to have for me and, uh, you know, it's only going to benefit the, the team. Yeah, it certainly is. I thought he looked really sharp, Todd Carney, though, considering you know, his, uh, his lack of matches this season. I thought his kicking game was good as well. You know, he kicked for nine levels, he's trying. You know, just the all-round sort of way he managed the game with, with Robert Louis, I thought they were both excellent. And, uh, yeah, it was very good to see. It was very encouraging to see, and uh, you know, it, it, it was a great win, really good one. Yeah. So, uh, Salford opened the scoring, a try by Jake Bibby. Good feet by him, uh, finding the space, Paul, and to, to open the scoring and uh, send us on our way. Excellent try from Jake Bibby. And I'll, I'll just say that on that, I thought Jake Bibby played really well on, on one day. He, he was up against uh, Ryan Atkins there, you know, on, on that side and. I thought Ryan Atkins was probably one of his best player. He he gave uh, Jake a torrid afternoon, but Jake stuck with him. He's a very aggressive defender. He's quick, Atkins, and uh, maybe had, a, had a, a bit of a time dealing with him, but he did. He came up with his try, and he nearly scored late on as well. So he's another player who's, who's gaining confidence all the time when he gets on the side. Jake been very pleased with him to get over the line. It was a good finish, that as well. It had to be, had to be scored, and he did really well. Yeah, I think it shows how far Jake maybe has come that he comes up against Ryan Atkins, who's a top-class at Super League Centre and you know gave as good as he got for me so I think it's great I think it's good that he's uh, be able to do that and there's uh, many more games to come he's going to get even better I think Paul Yeah definitely is he's a guy that's sort of improving all the time he's growing in confidence and maturing into a you know into a very useful player and he's played in the centre and he's played on the wing as well so he's, he's handy to have on the side because he can adapt to both roles and this season I think he's played in the centre more than on the wing but he's asked to do a job on the wing on the uh, on, on, on Sunday and, uh, and did the job. sorry in the centres on Sunday and he did he did the job you know, stepping in for, for Chris Wellham and uh, took his try really well and I thought he defended well also and as did Greg Johnson I think Greg Johnson was peppered by Kevin Brown all afternoon with that high kick and you know he came up with the answers all afternoon and our defence again and we'll probably talk about it shortly our goal line defence was absolutely outstanding at the time you know Warrington had a lot of ball in that game you know, considering we, we, we won the game 38-12 Warrington had a lot of possession like it has been all season goal line defence the desiring goal line defence was fantastic I think the defensive effort was like you said was outstanding I think as well lots of organisation no one coming shooting out the line making you know bad decisions they all knew their own role in that system and it, it works out really well defensively uh, and Ian Watson and uh, Willie Poulton have got a you know big hat tip there for that I reckon yeah certainly the only sort of time we got caught out Warrington had a couple of little spells didn't they but I, I said to you, don't know if Ali Alamo, because they were just throwing everything at us, weren't they? And uh, when Wella Haraki got, got sipped in there, they caught us out a bit there. And I thought that was a bit harsh, perhaps. But when Brad Dwyer came on, he really speeded their game up. And I think they're one of the quickest sides we've faced this season. And to deal with the pace, you know, Matty Russell, Ratchford, they've got some, they've got some quick players there in the backs and uh, Tom Lynham as well. And, uh, and especially Dwyer when he came on. We, we dealt with them, but we didn't panic. And... Um, there was a time there where Warrington could have, could have ripped us apart, but they didn't. We hung in there and, uh, and defended, uh, you know, really well. Yeah, next try up for Sofa was the Mayor Levels try. Great break uh, by Todd Carney, siding through the gap. 
gives it Junior Sau who puts Evels over in the corner. Such a class uh, by Todd Carney. Yeah, certainly was. He drops his shoulder there, Todd Carney, and he went for that gap. And, you know, he's not lacking in pace either, Todd. He, he really shot through there. And good hands from, from Junior Sau. And we all know Nile Evels can finish. He, he's got really good pace. And I thought that, that left edge there, we were, we were superb on that all, after, all afternoon. And Todd Carney certainly slotted in really nicely there. Yeah, a bit more Todd Carney magic. Uh, sets up Junior South for a try. Wonderful ball out wide. He goes under the post, Paul, and uh, we're in dreamland at that point. Yeah, 18 points to nil. Yeah, I, I thought we were well on top. I mean, for the first sort of 10 minutes of the game, you know, Warrington started well, let's have it right. They wanted to put us under a lot of pressure. and you know, It was a good start for them in the game, but in those sort of games, especially this season, I think we've, we've come into games and it's all about the arm wrestle earlier. You've got to get yourself into that arm wrestle, you know, get yourself adjusted to the game. And we've done that, we've not panicked, we've hung in there, and then when our opportunities have come, we've taken them. Three opportunities we had there in the first sort of 20 minutes, we took them and scored 18 points. Yeah, great things happening attacking wise, Paul. You know, we've got options either side of the rook, and you know, teams are really struggling, aren't they, to, to deal with that? Yeah, when you've got Gareth O'Brien there as a, as a third pivot as well, you've got O'Brien Carney and Robert Lewis. And then you've got the magic of Chris Bryan as well, and Chris Bryan can mix things up. He's got pace, and we know he's got strength as well. You know that try he's which we'll talk about later uh, on the back of his, his, his try uh, last week as well uh, against Catalan. Sorry, on, the, on Friday. So yeah, we've got we've got strike players now in out wide as well. I know Chris Wellen didn't play this week, week but we, uh, on Monday, so we've got him there. We've got Greg Johnson there. He's been finished. So there's players all over the place. Ben Murdoch, Masilla, but we've got forwards who. who We've got plenty of pace as well, so we've got players who can, who can do the magic. Yeah, so obviously, uh, Wellaraki got Simbind, and at that point, Warrington were, you know, pushing for a, for a score, and it was a try by Brad Dwyer in the end. But, you know, Salford, like you said, you know, under that much pressure to only concede one was, a, you know, a good effort, I think. Yeah, it was. They had a few back to back sets of six there, Warrington, you know, a few penalties and uh, mistakes, so I think we knocked on. But I thought our completion rate was really good in the first half. We completed sets, and, uh, you know, we, we made Warrington. With our astute kicking game, we made Warrington work it out from their own line, really, and uh, made them do a lot of hard work. And for me, it was vital that we scored that try just before the break, and that sort of, I won't say it was a match-winning try, but at 18 points to 6, Warrington were just starting to get ahead of steam, wanting to get themselves, get, find the feet in the game and get back into the game, but was scoring right on our time, I thought, just took the wind out of their sails a bit. Yeah, good uh, good strength by Junior South finding his way over the line. You know, it was a, it was a monster all, all game for me. Great power all and great strength and great, you know, knowledge to put his uh, his winger over a few times. Yeah, it certainly was. You know, speaking to Ian Watson as well, I think he, he was disappointed with him the week before. What, you know, he didn't play against Catalan. Um, that, that was for, not through, through injury. That was, um, you know, down to his performance. And I think he, he spoke to him about that. And you could see that had spurred him on coming into the team on Monday and uh, you know he showed what he can do and that's the options that Ian's got now this season you know, players aren't up to, up to the, the high standard that we're setting he can rotate things around and, and bring people in and Junior South came back and he did himself all the favours in the world there really played really well with the, with the ball in hand and looked very dangerous yeah and obviously Salford leading 22-6 at half time and, and we're the better side for me in, in that first half and it shows how far we've come that we can go to Warrington and put on a big show like that yeah, I thought we dominated Warrington. Let's say it right, Warrington are a good side, aren't they? I mean, you've got to look at that England squad this week. They've got they've had plenty of players uh, selected for that England uh, elite training squad. They've got Chris Hill in the forwards, Mike Cooper, you know, he's got NRL experience. Uh, and the, the back, Stefan Ratchford, Russell, as we've mentioned. So they're they, not like a team decimated by injury. You know, I know Matt Gidley wasn't playing, but the young lad, Declan Patton, came in and 
you know, he's a seasoned player this season, so they put him at home side. Warrington finished top of the league, I think, last season, didn't they, after the, after the regular season? Well, so uh, we got to Wembley also, so they, they don't hooked Warrington, so to go there and, and do the number on them, which we did, I thought was, was, was excellent. Yeah, and then obviously Salford started the second half like the end of the first, a try by Nia Levels, a break by Junior Sal puts him over, uh, and, uh, you know, good things are continue to happen. Yeah, Nia Levels is a, is a very a very astute finisher, you know, you give him the ball and put him through the gap, Nia Levels will score, but uh, He's, he's got the habit of being in the right place at the right time from kicks as well. Uh, we've, we've seen that he's got, he's got a fantastic try record for Salford. And, you know, there's rumours about he might be on his way and things like that, but I think we've got to do everything we can to, to keep now. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the Super League. He, he really is a natural finisher and he's a guy who's going to score in tries from all over the place. Yeah, next try for Salford with re- a real team effort. A uh, great break by Rob Lewis. Um, you know, cut Warrington to shreds, give it to Johnson on the wing. Obviously, the move was, was calmed down a bit and then, obviously, the move, the ball came wide and a lovely kick by Todd Carney and Ebbles is there to finish. Yeah, Greg Johnson did well there because he didn't panic. I think Louis threw the ball out to him and he's a bit of a wayward pass, really. It sort of went behind Johnson and uh, he sort of didn't panic, regathered it and then carried up, carried the movement going and then Todd Carney's kick for Nile Ebbles was pinpoint. But what a finish from Nile Ebbles as well. He had to get down there, you know, before the dead ball line. Watch the replays there, he just about gets that ball down, so uh, another excellent finish from Nile. Yeah, and obviously then, Warrington scored by through Tom Lineham, and you know, we were looking at each other in the commentary box, and you know, we, we needed one more, which is what we got, uh, with a try from yeah. Lineham. Yeah, we certainly did, I mean, what, what score was it when we were panicking, what was it, 32-12? We yeah, still, something like that. Uh, we were still flapping a bit, wobbly. but yeah, I think that's all credit to Warrington, the, the champion side, aren't they? And they've got some good players, and Tom Lineham there scored that try, good finish from him. But, uh, but I was equally delighted for Chris Brining going over. I think it was great work from Daniel Murray. Um, I was watching Daniel coming back into the side. Very pleased for him to get back in on, on, on Monday. And um, yeah, he's, uh, he's hard to stop, Daniel. He's a big lad. He's, he's, he runs on his front. He was taking three and four players you know, to put him down. And, and, uh, just for the Brining try. Chris Brining saw that. He was aware to it. He got there to act an hour back from, from Murray's uh, play the ball and then scooted over. But he showed great strength. He had players round him then. You look at the way he gets the ball, he's up the body strength and it's super. I think it's a, probably a, a, a fan's uh, change of mindset, really, that, you know, you're that far in front, you should be thinking, let's go on, let's try and get 50. Uh, but obviously, it's going to take a while, isn't it, Paul, for us, to, us fans to be able to change that? Yeah, we've been used to uh, failing, haven't we? Well, <laughs> so it, it's a bit of a dream for us, isn't it? And you're cautious, aren't you? I mean, it's going to take time for us to, it does, to, get, to get used to things. It's a bit like the Holloway game, you're like, well, we've got 50 points against Holloway there. And, there was times in that game when you thought, well, we're going to come back into it. I just think it's the way you, you mentally tune being a Salford supporter. You're not really used to, to this that we're seeing this season. It, it is a joy to watch, Robbie. You know, how did we, how much did we enjoy Monday? It was fantastic. The, the rugby that we played on Friday, Friday night, well, let's not forget some of the tries we scored on Friday night. The ball and the movement was excellent. and It's fantastic to watch. It's so entertaining. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed both the games over the weekend. So the final score was from Chris Brandon, Sulphur Red Devils, over the line, cements the, cements the two points for the team, uh, the players and the fans were both happy, we get to sp- speak to James Hassan, Mark Flanagan, Ben Murnett Masala and Chris Brandon after the game, and this is what they have to say. Right, well me and Rob are delighted to say we've been joined by James Hassan here, the, the new Salford signing, you know, how are you, how are you settling in, we thought you played really well there today mate. Oh cheers, thanks, I was, uh, I was the body was a bit sore after that Catalan game, I was blown a bit that first team, but uh, yeah, I felt like I found my feet and uh, you know, we're playing some good football now, so uh, it's, um, it's good to be a part of. 
Yeah. You put yourself about in that Catalan game, didn't you? Get yourself sim binned there. Yeah, what did he yeah, say yeah. to you about that? Be, be yeah. careful. He just said, yeah, just card tied it down a bit. But uh, I think the grading came in and I've taken the early goodie please. So, so uh, I think we'll be all right there. Yeah, but that, that one's been hard backing up today, you know, after after the. Yeah. You played big minutes of there as well today. Yeah, that's me, for, that's me second game in probably four or five weeks. So I'm, uh, I'm feeling it now. Yes. So, so loads more to come from uh, from James in the next few weeks, you reckon? Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Just keep just keep one game at a time. Just yeah, try to keep playing good football and just build on my minutes. So just try and get the respect of the boys and uh, just earn me spot in the team each week. Yeah. How exciting is it coming into this side? I mean, everything's going well at the moment. We're, we're top of the near the top of the table. It must be must be exciting times for you. Yeah, very. Yeah, uh, some, some class players, class team. That's a great setup. There, uh, what has got going. Uh, he's obviously instilled all these. Uh, Beliefs and traits on the team, and the boys are the boys are buying into it. And uh, I think you can see that out in the field. We're playing good football. Well, thanks very much for talking to us, mate. And uh, we'll hopefully speak to you next week. Cheers. Thank you, guys. All, All the best. best. I'm joined by Mark Flanagan. You know, Mark, another big performance from yourself. Another another big win. It was, yeah. It's uh, it's always tough around this this period when you've got to play two games in a short period of time. But uh, I thought we were, we were we were fantastic today. I thought we defended really well from the off. We we got in the arm wrestle and. And we took our opportunities. Thought Tokani was outstanding. Uh, he's not played much, but he was, they showed what a classy player he is. And him and Robbie really steered us around the park tonight, today. Um, Robbie came on a few big players and created something out of nothing. And I thought our pack, a lot of us played big minutes due to injuries, and we we, we, we got stuck in and we played some good stuff. And yeah, I think we're momentum's still, still building and. Uh, I really think we're a force to reckon with this season. How good to play with Todd Carney? I mean, he's definitely a different player to Michael Dobson, but he has that bit of magic, doesn't he, about him? He does. I, I think, you know, I think Dobson's probably been our best player this season for me, and to be able to bring someone like Toddy in and you, you don't miss a trick, it's, 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 it's pretty unique, actually, I think, at this level. And I think, yeah, he's, he's a great player, he's a good talker, he's, he's, he's been great since he came on board, and he's, he's a classy operator, and, you know, he showed today with a few a few touches in the Starfy. He just, he just knew exactly what to do in, in the positions and, and, and the boys fed off it. Without giving anything away, what is the secret to the success this season? Uh, I don't think it's rocket science, I don't think it's a big secret, I think it's just hard work. Obviously got, we're talented. It's, it's confidence a big Yeah, confidence, well. yeah, but I think that grows after yeah. after the, the hard work you put in. I think we're, we're a talented bunch, but I don't think we're any more talented than any other group of players. But We've just got a, a real uh, resilience, a willingness to work for each other. We, a, a lot of our displays and good wins have been built on hard work and, and doing the tough stuff. And you know, it's a pretty simple game rugby league. And if you run hard and tackle hard, so it's a good starting off point. And you know we're well coached. Uh, and you know we've got a few players that can put a bit of class on top of that. One thing I noticed about you guys is, is your team spirit. You seem to have a, a remarkable sort of team spirit and bond between yourselves. And, and, and I see that all the time when I come and speak to you. And, I think that's that's growing all the time. It's momentum now as well, isn't it? We seem to be building yeah. something special. We all spend time together, like away from rugby, and uh, we're a close knit. Hey, Paul, you're right. uh, we're, we're a close knit group of players, and um, yeah, I think it's, it's those intang- intangibles that in an eighty minute performance. You know, when you're willing to work work hard for, you, for your mate next to you, or taking easy option, and if you keep doing that tough that tough stuff, it, it, you you reap the rewards at the end of the game. Well, thanks for talking to us, Matt, and best of luck next week no, against Wakefield, mate. So I'm joined by Ben Murder Masala. What a great win that was! Yeah, no, over the moon. Um, I think what a reminded us that uh, it was a fir- our first summer one here in a while. So real pleased about that. Great team effort. And yeah, can't wait for next week. Yeah, obviously, you know, two out of two over the bank holiday period. The team's full of confidence. How far can this team go? 
Um, well, if you want to go all the way, obviously, but um, I think we're just taking it uh, game by game, and it's working out for us at the moment. Um, our medical staff manage us real well, and yeah. It's good times being a Sofa fan. The players are all seem really excited about it as well. You know, it's, it's, it's a brilliant time, I think, to be a Sofa fan. The players and the fans and the people outside the Sofa are devil's bubble finally waking up to the fact that Sofa are a team on the up. Yeah, no, it was good to see a big crowd from our, our Sofa fans. When we come out for the warm-up, it's the first thing I see is the Sofa fans come out in great numbers. Um, that, that obviously um, gives a boost to the boys, so... Yeah, I'm real happy about that, and yeah, the boys are going well at the moment, so we're all happy. Wakefield on on Sunday, uh, a big game there as well. We, can we keep this run going? Oh, I hope so. Yeah, um, boy, I owe them payback, so <laughs> yeah, can't wait for the game against Wakefield. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks for talking to us in the devil of detail. No worries, mate. So we're joined by Chris Bryan. What a big win that was, Chris. Yeah, it was a it was a good win to uh, to back up as well after two days. Um, you know, a lot of sore boys in there, but you know, we, we pulled it pulled through. Yeah, two out of two over the uh, the bank holiday. You know, playing fantastic rugby league as well. It's it's a pleasure to watch, and is it as well to play in? Yeah, we've got a good good uh, group of boys, and we know we all buy into what Wato says, and we all work really hard for each other. So, uh, yeah. Good time. Looking forward to Wakefield on, on Sunday. Another game. Is it third v fourth? Now it's top of the table clash. Yeah, definitely. You know, we're we're looking up the table always, and we you know we we want to finish as high as we can, and you know so do Wakefield. So it'll be a good battle. We all won one as well after last time, so uh, it should be good. Yeah. Cheers. Big thanks for talking to us in Denver the Detail. No, thank you. Cheers, cheers mate. Thanks very much. <laughs> so all the players there, Paul, really happy about the performance against Warrington. Yeah, they certainly were. They were all buzzing, weren't they? You know, seeing some of the other players come out at the end as well, jumping on the bus, the, the, the spirit and the bonds that they've got with Ian and Willie and uh, Martin Gleeson, they all have big smiles on their face and uh, that's what it's been this season, it's great to see and uh, I just hope we keep uh, this momentum going. Yeah, they weren't getting over it, over the top about it though, Paul, they all seemed quite grounded, they all knew what the, the job wasn't done yet and that's a great sign for me as a fan that the, the team are still you know, looking to achieve and looking to go forward. Certainly, yeah, so uh, every player you speak to every week, on Lamatazi always comes with a famous line when he speaks to us, doesn't he? We've, won, we've done nothing, he says, and, and, and it's, it's true. And, and they're all spot on, they're all, they're all absolutely grounded. I think Ian just drums it into him and Willie. Just look forward to next week, and that's how Willie Poaching came across. They're just focusing on Wakefield now, resting this week, you know, for a couple of days, and then focusing on the next game. And that's all they can do. You can't, like, Willie Poaching was bang on, you can't fall in love with yourself. You've got to just carry on the way you're going. We've, like we said, we've not won anything, let's just keep our heads down and that's the best way to be. Yeah, looking at the stats, uh, a lot of tackling going on in the, in the forward pack. Uh, Mark Flanagan with 34, Lamatazzi with 34, Chris Browning with 34, Olsen Krizniki with 28 and Wood with 28, Paul. You know, the forwards putting a massive effort in on the Monday, especially backing up after the game on Friday. Yeah, the fitness was absolutely tremendous because of the lads who played on, on Friday and Monday. No, I, was, I was pleased with Jake. Um, Josh Wood as well coming into the team. I thought Warrington targeted Josh. I thought they run at him as much as they could, especially their forwards trying to wear him out. And he, he stood up. Warrington's got a big pack of forwards there. And I, I thought Josh really st stood up and um, you know put himself about. His tackling was outstanding on, on Monday. And, you know, Lyman Tazi again. He came up with some fantastic hits. There was one in that second half there. He had a massive drill on his face. I can't remember who he was. He hit. No, I think it might have been uh, St. Elliot or, or Chris Hill. I'm not too sure now, but. He certainly put himself about, as did Big Ben as well, and, and all the forwards. I thought James Hassan was good as well, and you know he, he's not played a lot of rugby this this season, has he? And he's just finding his feet, and he's backed up there and played twice over a weekend, and it just shows he's, he's a fit lad. Yeah, I think with with Hassan, it looks like he just sort of 
sort of goes into the team, it was that's a good sign for me because obviously sometimes people come in, you can think, well, yeah, you know, he, he, he might not be what we need, but for me, he, he went into the system and it was like he'd been there all year. Yeah, he's a fit lad as well. You look at the, the physique on him, he's got an ounce of fat on him as well at all. He looks like he's kept himself in shape even when he's not been playing. Um, he's got a good attitude as well. We spoke to him, really, seems a really nice fella. And you can tell by just speaking to him, the, the character of the man. He's a grounded bloke and he's someone that's going to slot straight into that ethos that Ian Watson and his coaching staff are, uh, are trying to build. Yeah, look at the top meter makers. Junior Sauer, 148, uh, Rob Lewis, 130, Lamataz, 119, and Jack with 108. You know, big metres uh, by the South players there going forward, and it's good to see. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and Greg Johnson has been good for his try scoring this season. His finishing has been good, but I think McGreg was also come on with him. With us losing Justin Carney, you've lost a guy there who makes a lot of metres going forward. Greg Johnson was doing that on, on, on Monday. He's taking the ball up and he's that first impact, he's making yards there, you know, five to ten yards each time. That's great coming out of your your defence when wanting to put in pressure and make good kicks. You've got to make those yards, I mean, build that platform for your, your halfbacks to, to put a kick through and, and get get your field position down the field. And Greg Johnson's really good at that. He's a strong bloke and he's, he's come on really well this season. Yeah, big thanks for all your three-word match reports and man of the matches. Um, Chris Hawkins, uh, resilient flowing and clinical, his man of the match was Louis. Uh, Hitman Handle, top game management, his man of the match was Louis. Uh, Graham Jones, our awesome squad. Um, it's great, obviously, you know, there's, there's a good strength in that squad at the moment, Paul, and it's, uh, it's good to see. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, 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 the strength in numbers. And just speaking to people last night, everybody said the same thing to me, that the blokes that come in, do the job, don't they? And, and don't let anybody down. So when somebody steps in for somebody else, whether it was Alzi Krasniki coming in when he came in, Matt, Matt Fanning was struggling a bit, and you had Chris Wellham out this week, and Jake Bibby came in, Todd Carney came in. People have been swapping around with each other, and, and, and it's like like for like, really. And when you think about it, we've got quite a few players out at the moment George Griffin, Lee Mossop, Adam Wall, you know, some big names out of the pack, and the pack have just continued. To, to do what they do, and that, that's the that's the best thing I think this season. You know, sometimes all the teams in the past you've got a few injuries and we've sort of formed dips on it, but it's not like staying. You know, it's getting better each week, really. I think. Yeah, obviously, next one uh, was Mike Clegg. Am I dreaming? Um, his man of the match was uh, Carney. Like we said, Todd Carney was fantastic all all, uh, all afternoon. And like I said, is, is are we dreaming? You know, is, could this be a, like a dream that comes true? It could do, Rob. It certainly could do. There's no re- I don't see any reason why not. I mean, I've read a few reports in the press this week that Gary Schofield was sort of saying he expected us to fade away and uh, the cream will rise to the top and things like that. But it's all about keeping your team fit and keeping your, your bodies healthy. And a lot of it's about being smart as well. And I think you've got a smart coaching staff at Salford and they're looking after the players. If you look after your players and, and it's you know, form will usually it'll, it'll, it'll keep going, won't it, unless there's some sort of drastic thing happens and local people get injured. But, well, no, I think we'll just... Quietly keep going about our business, and uh, that's the way we're going to do it, I think. Yeah, Val Boardman, um, her man of the match was Lewis, uh, second in league. Uh, Duncan, uh, great team effort again. Best team since the 1970s. Uh, we, have, we had a good team back then, Paul, didn't we? You know, with the likes of Watkins and, and Dixon. You know, and this team, you know, if we're challenging the top and having a bit of a good cut run, you know, in theory, could be, uh, could be up, there with, up there with them. I'm not that old, Rob, so I don't remember that great no. team of the spring. I wouldn't think I have. Yeah. But no, I, I know a man who does, and I've heard all about it, you know, and my dad telling me about that, and I've read all the books, and 
Yeah, I'm, I'm very, as you probably all know, I'm very interested, as you are, Rob, in the history of our club. And I uh, love reading and love talking about it. And, and yeah, I think this this team can can go can go that distance. And it probably is. People are saying, it, you know, I was speaking to somebody again last night and they were saying it's the best season since up to now since 1980. We finished fourth and got to the quarterfinals of the Challenge Cup. So it's shaping up to be that. And that's a long time ago. All right, we've had the odd good season since then, but this is shaping up to be a special season. I can't remember any many seasons, but I can't remember any seasons in my time watching Southwark. We've been to Wigan, been to Warrington, been to Hull, and come up with these scores. And let's not have it right. We've not sneaked the wins with a last minute try. We've gone to these grounds and, and done a number on these teams, haven't we? And uh, you know, this this is uh, this is an excellent season. I think it can get better. Yeah, Nat, uh, keeps getting better. Uh, their man of the match was Nia Levels, and finally Colin Reynolds. Uh, amazing away support um, and his man of the match was Todd Cannon we, we were in the commentary box the noise coming out of that Salford end was unreal wasn't it it was it was Bob and, you know we've had a bit of our press up with the crowds and you know you read things on the, the internet and about crowds and I, I always think we'll be league supporters and can be obsessed with attendances and, and things like that we've mentioned that before and you know, I think sometimes people can be a bit too negative but when you think about it Salford's support is fantastic really, I think I mean for the proportion of home support that we get the amount we set to away game it's unbelievable I mean say we've got 3,000 hardcore home supporters 2,500 we took 1,500 to Warrington I mean you're taking over half your support base I know Warrington's only down the road but we do take good followers the following at Wigan a few weeks ago was tremendous we took a, a lot of people to Hull as well so you know, we have got some real loyal supporters watching us, and uh, you know, I think we've got the foundations. You know, of building a really successful following. Yeah, looking at the uh, the things after the game, uh, there was a video of Doctor Devil uh, dancing around uh, to Tina's Turner's uh, Mary. It was a, it was a nice little clip that um, you know Doctor Devil has a, has a lot of rhythm. He has. He certainly has that Doctor Devil. Yeah, I mean he's uh, he's becoming quite a cult hero at Solvay. People are talking about him all the time to me and. Uh, Showing me pictures of him, I think somebody was drawing pictures of him on the on the beach, weren't they, and, and on, on Twitter and things like that. And, and the kids love him, Rob. The kids absolutely love him, and a lot of the adults do as well. There's, uh, there's a few people who sit near me, my dad and uh, Ryan and me, and a few other people, and they absolutely love Doctor Neville. He's like their hero, and <laughs> they never <laughs> stop talking about him. And I think he's great. He's absolutely brilliant, and he brings that that buzz to the club, that feel good factor. And this season's been good for that. It has been excellent. And, we are growing something special at Salford and it's great to see yeah he's like the hook isn't he, for, the, for the next generation of fans coming through and yeah. you know he's, do, he's doing a great job and you know really hope that you know the club continue to you know uh, kind of promote him and, and you know who knows you know five years down the line these fans that uh, you know run up to him like a, like a hero uh, will be you know the hardcore of the future um, so up now you spoke to Willie Poulton and Coach's time after the game uh, and this is what he has to say <laughs> Willie poked him. Um, fantastic display of that. I'm still shaking. But um, you must be really proud of how the lads played today, especially after turning round from Friday. Immensely, immensely proud of their efforts today, but they're proud of the efforts of the squad. You know, over this over this weekend, it's, it's always a tough ask to back up from Friday to Monday, and I you know we had to go pretty deep into our squad today and rest a few and be smart and how we're going forward with our group and which gave an opportunity for some of the young fellas and, and a couple of players that hadn't played a lot of footy in, in the last little while, but they all responded in, in great fashion and it's great to be able to be able to do that and, and trust and, and rely and, and know that when we go deep like that and we have to bring some people in that we can you know fully trust them, and um, not just us as coaches, the 
the squad as a whole, yeah. you know, their fellow players, real happy. What was the most pleasing thing for you? Was it how clinical we were today? Because you know Todd County's come in; he's not had, had much 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 game time this season. But it was like he'd been playing all season there. Yeah, and that's that's uh, the quality of the player. And, you know, he's, he's been itching for a long time, and unfortunately for Todd, he's, he's had some niggles and a couple of injuries that he hasn't been able to shake. But you know, I thought those guys that did come in and play a part, they really gave us a spark and an energy that. You know, we lacked probably the last Easter period and you know today I just got a sense that they were buzzing and you know there were no signs of, of a hangover if you like from Friday night and you know maybe that was to do with some of the, the young fellas and the changes that we made you know some of the guys came in really fresh so yeah I'm real happy for Toddy I'm, I'm happy for you know the guys like Bibby and, and the, the other young fellas that Woody who got a chance and and they'll grow in confidence, as, as, the, as will the group. Did it surprise you, the manner of the way we, we dispatched Warrington today? Because I know Warrington struggled this season, but they, they're a quick side, aren't they? They've got a pace yeah, all they, over the they pitch, had some periods of dominance, yeah. and, you know, especially just before half-time, they, they were rolling us through the middle, as we know Warrington can, and they took some handling and, you know, some scramble defence on our part. And, yeah, no, I wouldn't say surprise, and I'm just pleased that our, blo- our blokes were able to stick at it and, and, and grind it out because we had to we had to grind it out the start wasn't you know wasn't all one way traffic it was, it was quite tough there for a period and that can swing either way a team can grow in confidence mm-hmm. if they get a leg up and thankfully we were able to score early and, and get another one on them and you know the, the manner in which we scored was fantastic we, we played some footy and we moved the ball around as we have done for most of the season so I'm, I'm pleased with that aspect but you know there was a there was a resilience and a toughness about us today too. Yeah, there's certainly. I think when you come to these grounds, you, you, you know you're going to get those those spells where they're going to get on top, and you mm-hmm. have to weather a storm. And it's how you adapt to that. And I think we adapted to that today and weathered that storm, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. To limit them to, to 12 points is, is a good showing, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And you know I've got to put some of that credit and a lot of that credit down to our halfbacks and you know, Robert Louis and, and Toddy were really smart in how they managed the game and how they they got us around the park. And I thought they. They chose their moments right and when to play and when not to and when to just play field position and when to play the clock and you know that's invaluable to have that sort of knowledge and experience and you know that sort of leadership within your group so you know whilst you have a plan going into a game to, to play a certain way you've got to be able to think on your feet too because you know things change and you know we're really proud of them, that the players were able to do that and, and do it well. The games keep coming thick and fast. Obviously, they've mm-hmm. got a bit of a break now until next Sunday against Wakefield. Yep. But you must be excited now. I know you're like Ian, you stay very grounded, don't you? But mm-hmm. you must be excited about how far you can go this season. Uh, well, you know, I'm excited for the group and, and how they're playing, but as far as potential or whatever happens, that's all in the future. And we can't get caught up in, you know, getting happy with ourselves or looking too far ahead um, we've got Wakefield next week that'll be our focus we've got to recover from this and we'll assess um, it wasn't all all plain sailing today and it wasn't pretty it wasn't by any means a perfect performance and we'll reassess like we do every week we'll sit down with the players and we'll go through and we'll try and fine tune and you know improve their games and improve ourselves as coaches and you know we'll, we'll try and regroup and go again for, for next Saturday next Sunday against Wakefield um, that's the focus not anything else after that or what can happen or we're here now because we're just doing the little things right we sit where we are because we're we're working hard every single day and the guys are really rolling their sleeves up and every day they come in they're willing to work they're willing to be better so that's got to be the way we approach things and that's got to continue 
Well, thanks very much for speaking to us today, Willie, and congratulations with the win. I'm still shaking, you know, being a supporter, I get really excited and I'm still shaking now, but what you're telling me there fills me with a lot of confidence that you're taking each game as it comes, yeah. and that's delighted. I'm delighted to hear that, and I wish you all the best next weekend's Wakefield, but enjoy a few days rest now. Thanks, Willie. Fantastic. Well, that was Willie Poaching, Paul. You were talking to him, and he was uh, very happy about that performance on Monday. Yeah, he's delighted, Willie Poaching, but... The main thing with me, he's not getting too excited, and I think that's the way to be. And uh, I'm sure Willie will have the, the, the players and uh, Ian Watson and Matt English as well. Let's not forget the good work he's doing, and Greg Brown as well. They're all working really hard, and uh, I'm sure they'll have the boys fired up for Sunday because it's going to be a tough game against Wakefield. I think after that performance, though, on Monday, it's a bit of a headache for the likes of Ian Watson and Willie Poaching, you know, trying to fit the likes of Carney, Dobson, and Rob Louie into, into that team. Because um, obviously, Todd Carney was outstanding. I don't think you can leave him out after that. No, no, it's a tough one. That's a very tough one. That's a tough decision. It's a decision I'm glad I've not got to make. I'm sure Ian Watson will make the right decision. Yeah. A lot of it goes, depends on what happens this week. I mean, we're not there now. We don't see the ins and outs of what happens in training, captains run and things like that. You know, so I kind of struggled and he's had a few tweaks. So hopefully, if, he, if he's fully fit, I don't see why any, any reason why not. He won't be on the side. But um, yeah, I'm glad I don't have to make that decision because how do you leave Michael Dobson out? You know, speaking to Mark Flanagan there, he was saying, He's probably the solver's best player this season, Michael Dobson. All the lads have got huge respect for Dobbo, so uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm glad I'm not going to make that decision yet. Yeah, who was your uh, man of the match on uh, on Monday? Yeah, I thought Nia Levels played well. I thought Nia was super, finished suit, he, he tries really well. I think you probably have to give it to Todd Carney because of the work he did. I thought he managed the game really well, I thought his kicking game was superb. He thought he showed lots of pace. Uh, just, just his decision making, I thought his decision making was super. No, for, for setting the tries up, but he had a real influence on the game. I thought so. Yeah, I think I'm going to join you on the, on the Todd Carney bus. He was uh, he was outstanding, outstanding for me. Um, obviously, difficult time of the season coming in, uh, cold, not played for a few weeks, uh, and just run the show. And that shows how, how much of a class player he is um, to do that. And I'm sure, you know, with the team watching, giving another goal, he'll he'll do it again next week. So that was uh, the review of the Warrington game. Uh, now, what we'll do, we'll look back at the news this week uh, coming from Salford Red Devils. So lots going on in the world of Salford Red Devils. There's been a couple of meetings uh, that took place this week. Uh, the first one was run by the club, and uh, we had David Campbell there uh, to, to, to talk all about it. Right, Dave? Hey, Rob, how's it going? Yeah, good. A good meeting, uh, by all accounts, with Ian Blees? Yeah, it was great. Um, it come off the back of um, the, the flyering exercise um, a couple of weeks back. Uh, that some fans might recall where um, we coordinated some posters, postering and flyering around the city to start raising a profile of fixtures. Um, and at the very beginning, Ian said he'd like to, to meet with us to see how we can further that. Um, so after a, a bit of uh, email tennis, we, we caught up with him on Friday. So a small sort of representative for that group. So myself, uh, Ryan Wilkinson, who's one of the guys off the pod, um, a fan called Graham Jones and uh, Pete Brady as well. We met with Ian Blees, Lewis Smith, the media manager, and Mark Brocklehurst, who heads up the uh, Salford Red Devils Foundation. Yeah, it was great. Obviously, a lot of uh, discussion took place about uh, short-term, medium-term, long-term goals that might be involved uh, for both clubs and for fans. Yeah, so um, Ian asked us to, to rock up with some ideas, short, medium and long-term, how we could uh, support the club. Because uh, th- there is a will there from fans to get more involved. Uh, so uh, basically, we, we, 
we we did discussed around the short term was continuing to to poster and flyer um, the, the the immediate um, fixtures that are coming up, and the club had continued to support us on that. But we're just trying to get more more smart with that and um, start targeting specific areas that the club might want us to, and maybe do that do that um, sort of offer postcode data and that kind of stuff. Uh, so the club were pleased it would be, that fans would be willing to get involved in that kind of work. On the medium term stuff, um, we're looking at maybe uh, fans getting involved in some of the summer events in the city, uh, Monson Festival, Erlen, Walken, uh, the event in Worsley, um, party on the party on the green, where we might take a gazebo, some resources, tickets, uh, and, and then fans can turn up in the colours. Uh, and again, just raise the profile of the club, uh, maybe start talking about season ticket sales for next season and that kind of stuff. Uh, so that was that was well received as well by the club and, and they're, they're looking at how they can support us on that. And then on the long term thing, um, I mentioned uh, that a lot of organisations now have a sort of a volunteer arm of their, of their delivery. Um, I know my employers do. Um, so... Um, we might look to the club might look to set up a scheme where fans who have got a bit more time or uh, want to get more involved could be maybe become like match day volunteers and that kind of thing, uh, supporting the club on match days, directing people around the stadium and gathering data for the club. So it, it was really, really positive, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a great idea having that, uh, you know, organised. Obviously, we talk, we talk about getting out there in the community uh, and having that available to us uh, would extend our reach, wouldn't it, into the, uh, into the unknown? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I think the, the rea- reality of it is that um, the club are a small, a small sort of backroom staff. Um, we're, not, we're not sort of um, dealing with like Manchester United here or Manchester City. We're, it's a, it's a, small, a smaller outfit, obviously. So, if they could utilise fans to raise the profile and sort of get in people's ears about the club, um, particularly as we're doing so well on the pitch now, hopefully we just want to keep the club want to see the, uh, the gate pushed on. And, and there is a will from fans out there. Like I say, initially on the flyering, um, you know, more than 40 fans got in touch with me within a, a day or two wanting to get involved. So I'm sure once we coordinate some of these ideas back to those fans, um, once the the clubs the club, club sort of uh, dot the i's and cross the t's, that fans can get out there and uh, and be a bit more coordinated in targeting for the club, um, extra pair of uh, hands, I guess. Yeah, I think obviously you know it becomes a well-oiled machine. It can grow and grow, can't it, uh, Dave? And you know who knows what we can get up to. We can uh, you know cover all the all the corners of the city and uh, grow our fan base. Well, definitely, yeah. Um, Ian was uh, really pleased to meet with us. Um, it was, like I say, it was just a, a small representation of that group who were out flyering. Um, and hopefully, um, as time goes, um, we'll meet sort of on a regular regular basis, so we can feed directly in uh, on the club's ideas and, and give give ideas as well, um, providing contacts, uh, a, a potential sponsorship, and uh, our employers' contacts for corporate days, that kind of stuff. So definitely a, a two-way street where fans can feed in and, and maybe do a bit of legwork for the club as well uh, to, raise, to raise the profile. So yeah, it's really positive and I would encourage anyone who wants to get involved over these next 
following weeks as we start to roll out some of these roll out some of these events or um, help out on match days. Um, I mean, I saw I saw at Warrington they had a, had a similar setup at weekend. It was uh, match day uh, volunteers there directing people around the stands and interacting with the way fans and that kind of thing. So clubs are doing it. Um, it's just uh, it, I, I, I encourage like fans who want to get involved and maybe attend our next meeting just to get in touch with me um, at Willows Road um, is me is me uh, Twitter handle um, and, and you'll be able to find me on there, mate. Yeah, it sounds like great things are happening. Uh, Dave and uh, keep us informed and uh, big thanks for talking to us on the podcast again. Will do, mate. Look forward to talking to you again. So that was Dave Campbell. Uh, you know, really, really good things uh, being spoke about there, Paul. Yeah, definitely. He's doing a good job, Dave. Anyway, he's kind of campaigning. And, you know, it's, it's good to good to listen to him. And uh, yeah, I just hope we get a positive spin on this now and uh, things start building. Yeah, the, the club are you know really keen to to push this forward, and it's great. The club want the interaction with the fans. It's only going to take the club forward. Yeah, certainly. We've got to work together with the club. And, um, you know, if we're going to get any success with it, and I'm sure we will because we've got a lot of good people there who are willing to work hard and, and uh, do the off-field stuff. And like I said before, the club's got to help us, though. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all moving in the right direction. Yeah, there was another meeting as well that, that took place this week uh, and looking at the, the pro-sulfur approach, Paul. And it was, uh, by all accounts, it was another great meeting. Yeah, it was successful. I went to the meeting last, uh, last night, well, Thursday now, so Wednesday night at the, the Legion Online with and um, yeah, he was he was a follow-up really from the Dog and Partridge meeting, uh, which was held a few weeks ago. And a handful of Solve supporters, sort of twelve Solve supporters, have uh, formed a focus group from that. And uh, I just went along to, to to hear what they had to say, and uh, it was a very positive meeting. And it's just it's not an anti-Manchester thing as such, but it it's a pro-Solve thing. Though it's it's being proud of our name and you know the, the rumours that we've had recently. Well, it's just. Uh, just to try to keep the to keep the name basically. If uh, you know if that comes to a fore, I know there's been a lot of rumours, but I think it's just uh, you know making sure if they, these rumours are true, we've got somewhere we can turn and uh, people we can turn to to try and uh, try and keep our name and our history. Yeah, I think there's, there's great things happening. You know, the club the club are on board with it now. The fans are hungry and uh, willing to help out. And you know, it's for me now. It's all about promoting the brand of of Salford uh, Red Devils. We are hot. You know what I mean? Being uh, second in the league, playing good rugby. You know, we're out there in the community now as well. And, it's, you know, it's just a matter of getting outside the bubble, like we say, you know, week in, week out. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. I think the club have, have bought into that. And, uh, it was about time, Rob, wasn't it? Because you know, it has took us a while to, to, to convince them to, to invest in those sort of areas. And I think they did do for the Carlin game. But you've got to keep that going now and, and sustain that for the rest of the season. We've got three big home games coming up now, back to back. We've got Wakefield, Hull, and then Wakefield again in that, that, that cup tie. So, these are games we've got to market and you know each one individually yeah just going back to the meeting it was, it was a positive it was a positive meeting everyone was was really fully behind what, what we're doing and um, you know I'm sure I'm sure more will come out about that soon but uh, but yeah the one thing we've not got to forget is that the, the club's moving in the right direction on the field and, you know that, that's something we've got to be positive about but you know the, the Salford Manchester thing's not gone away yet but because um, no one's come out and said us anything so we, it's hard to really discuss that because we don't really know which way it's going but that, We've got to be we've got to be firm on that that we are Salford and we stay Salford. That's very very important. Yeah, I think another big important event this week. The uh, the club unveiled a kind of a market marketing portfolio, Paul, of what what they're up to in the in the local community. 
And it's great you know, for fans to have a, have a look at it and, and realise what the club are doing. Yeah, it certainly is. There was a lot of good things in there, you know. There's a foundation taking quite a bit of that. I was reading it and, you know, the, the, the great work that they do in the community and there's helping the club out there. So that was good. I mean, the pop-up shop thing is good. I'm still one of the people who would love us to have a, a you know, a permanent, a permanent base with the shop and that. But the marketing that's been done, like we said before, especially the Catalan game, game was good. And you've got people, these champions now distributing the, the posters and the flyers and things like that. So, so yeah, it's been crying out for it, Rob. And, uh, you know, let's hope we can build on that now because the, the crowd against Catalan, I thought, was, was fantastic, you know, to, to get 5,000 home support there for that game. And, and the atmosphere was tremendous, wasn't it? I mean, it was a, as you said in the comments, it was a real carnival atmosphere, real, real good feeling, wasn't it? And especially after after what had gone on, the, the, the tragedies of, of that week that had gone on, I thought it was a really good good feeling. And uh, we took that momentum to, to Warrington. We took 1,500 supporters to Warrington, which is it's a fantastic following to go there. And we won as well. We had a great win. So we, we're building momentum now. So, uh, so yeah, these three home games, we've got to target them now and hopefully people will come back and, and buy into our success. Yeah, 5,000 posters uh, distributed um, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Organising you know, a group support as who will go out and do that for, for the club. Um, also, what really surprised me as well, that 3,500 people were kind of contacted through the lottery as well. And, you know, it's great that obviously the club are able to reach out to people in that way to, to get our Salford brand out there. Yeah, certainly, certainly, yeah, three and a half thousand people, a lot of, uh, a lot of people, isn't it? So, yeah, you've got to, you've got to target them, and I don't know whether the club already, already do that, you know, you know, post that fixture list to them and things like that, and get these posters out, let know people where we're playing, let them know we're, we're there, and, uh, you know, I've said it before, I think some people forget where we are sometimes, don't they, and, you know, they're not aware of the games and kick-off times and things like that, so just, that, that, just let people know that we're there, because you get down and watch this, it's fantastic to watch, and, the entertainment value has been tremendous. I mean, I spoke to a few people on, on the Friday game, you know, that don't normally go. There's a few people sat near me in the, in the West Stand there and we've not been to a game this season and I think they've been to the, the Willows but not been since we moved there. And they said they were definitely going to go back. They really enjoyed, the, enjoyed themselves and, and that was great. That was a great thing to hear and it was a great win as well. You know, we, we won the game in fantastic fashion. So I think, um, you know, we gained a lot of friends from that and I'm, I'm sure we'll keep gaining them this season. Yeah, the foundation, you know, we're out and about in the community as well, uh, which is a really good thing. Um, going to be planning to put a golden ticket um, scheme out uh, for school kids, Paul, to, to try and entice them in because that's what it's all about. It's all about getting the youth in early so they fall in love with the club and the sport and then our support will grow and grow. Sometimes, Rob, I don't think the foundation get the credit they deserve. I think... The work that they do, you know, John Blackburn, I spoke to him a few times this season and last season, and the work they do, the, the graph that they put in is absolutely tremendous. It really is. It's, it's admirable. And, and, and that foundation is, is a trendsetter for other clubs as well. There's other clubs who've got anything anywhere near that. So the work that they do is, is, is great, and I'm sure they'll carry on doing that because those children and that, they're, they're the future of your support. And if you can get those in, get the schools involved, their parents are going to come as well. And what happens there to me, they buy into the Salford culture um, and become become fans. And once you once you supporters and your fans, you, you, your fans for life, then aren't you? And you get that sort of um, that bond with the club. And I can't speak highly enough of the foundation. I think they do a great job. Yeah, they've got the pop up shops and the advertising boards out in the community as well. It's great, obviously, you know, being able to go out and reach out to the, to these people in in specific areas. No, because they might not know there's a game on, and if you've got a big uh, advertising board out there or pop-up shopping a busy shopping centre at a busy time it's an opportunity to you know to go out and, and reach out to new fans yeah 
course it is, Robert. And another thing is, with the Salford, Stroke, Greater Manchester area, it's a massive area. It really is a big area. There's a lot of people living there. And there's a lot of distractions, a lot of things going on. I mean, I've heard people keep talk about Castleford, just for an example, and their crowds are pretty good this season. But I don't think you can compare us, Wakefield and Castleford. You, no disrespect to them. You go to Castleford, there's not a lot there. You've got a rugby league team, and it's a small sort of... I don't want to sound disrespectful, but it's a small sort of town, whereas Salford and Manchester, this area, there's so much more going on. You've got Salford, you've got City, you've got United, you've got all sorts of sports in Manchester, all sorts of football teams. You know, there is a hell of a lot going on, and we've got a massive opportunity in there to get out and promote our brand, but it takes time, it takes effort, it takes money, and it takes people to, to get to get things out there. So we have got an opportunity, but it's just all about tapping into that. And I think I think we are doing so much, really. Yeah, the club are in Earlham for Earlham Live tomorrow. They're still there trying to you know, attract people from Earlham to come and watch them. It's great. That's what us fans are calling out for, to, to get out there in the communities and you know raise a profile for us all for Red Devils. Certainly is, and I've heard a rumour that Dr Devil's going to be down there, isn't he? Uh, is tomorrow. it? Tomorrow. That's the rumour. I don't know how true it is, Rob. You tell me. Well, yeah, if it's speculation <laughs> is right, Paul, and I'm sure there'll be there'll be a, a friend of a friend told me you know, Doctor Devil. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know who Doctor Devil is. I only know him to say hi to him, but um, he's he's a fan of the podcast, I believe, and uh, I think he's going to be down there. So yeah, that's great. And look out, there's going to be a lot of people down there tomorrow, and if they can sort of buy into it and we can get a presence down there and, and spread our name, you know, we've got to get a massive game on Sunday. Playing Wakefield Trinity, we're fourth in the league. It's a mouthwatering game, isn't it, Rob? So mm. if, uh, if that, the doctor and his followers can get down there and uh, spread our name, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah, obviously the the ten pound uh, ticket for season ticket holders, friends, is, is is up and running as well, Paul. It's, it's an opportunity to try and get your mates down and, and grow their support because obviously we're playing fantastic rugby league at the moment. You know, and it's a real you know opportunity for them to, to buy into it, and you know it's a win win club gets new fans and your mates enjoy a, a good day of rugby league. For £10 as well, £10 is, is very good value, excellent value to, to watch a you know, Super League game for that amount of money. And, and yeah, why not? I mean, I'm really looking forward, I'm really excited for Sunday. I think it's going to be a great day for Sunday as well. Uh, we've had a Sunday game for, for, for a while now, so we're really excited about it, especially the rugby we're playing, especially the rugby Wakefield are playing as well, as we'll talk about shortly. Uh, you know, they're on good form and yeah, it should be a great day and I'm just hoping people buy into it. I think they will, I think they'll be a good crowd there on Sunday. Yeah, also looking at the uh, the marketing portfolio as well. Um, you've got um, talking about the social media part, uh, a twenty five percent increase uh, on their social media footprint, which is which is pretty impressive, really, because they do a lot, don't they, on, on social media, and you know to increase your reach by twenty five percent is is fantastic. Yeah, they certainly do. Well, there's a lot goes on on social media. I mean, I, I'm not a Twitter person, as I've told you before. Uh, I go on Facebook and what have you, and and you just look on Salford's Facebook page, I mean, how many people like the Facebook page? It's, it's about 15,000, it's something mm. like 14,000. It's a lot of people anyway, and uh, you know, every time you put something on there, you're reaching out to all those people, aren't they? And like we spoke about before, social media and things like that, it, it's massive because, you know, those 13,000 people can see it, they share it, their friends see it, they share it, and it's like a... It's like, it's like the, the, the ripple effect there on the pond. I mean, it just spreads all over the place. And, and there's a lot of other good sort of Facebook pages as well. Now you've got our page, you've got the Sound of Solve who do their sort of stuff. You've got the Red Shark. Those guys on there do a good job. The, the Solford Anoraks, the, um, the Shed Solford Red Devils. There's another one that a guy called Russell does. It's sort of the Diehard fans. There's loads of Facebook sites. And you go on there and 
every time I go on my phone when I'm at work, when I'm not supposed to be on it, but <laughs> I get notifications and it's all sort of stuff and it's brilliant, mate, because everyone's buying into it and everyone's chatting and, and getting along on it and I think it's great, he's, he's growing the club all the time and, and that's a big thing, but not everybody is on social media, because people will tell you that, won't they? but the people that are, you know, it's, the, the club do a, do a good job in, in that, that department anyway. Yeah, talking about reach, uh, we've managed to, to get ourselves on a radio contact, Paul. Uh, it's a radio station that says it well, it reaches out to 100,000 people a week. Uh, it's great, obviously, we're just three lads and a laptop, but we'll be able to you know, spread the, the message out uh, to the people outside the bubble, and, that, and that's a great thing. Yeah, certainly, certainly. And if the, you know, people from other rugby league areas can, can hear it as well, and just spread out, spread out, and then, yeah, it's, it's, it's great, man. It's just, just amazing what with technology, what we can do these days. I mean, you know, we are a technophobe and, <laughs> you know, stuff like that amazes me, but yeah, it's, it's great, mate. Yeah, we're on them Fridays at 7 o'clock and 8 o'clock in the morning on a Monday. So it's, you know, the big thanks to, to them for, you know, giving us the opportunity to, to get out there Definitely, and, uh, yeah. you know, it's great. And hopefully, you know, it'll continue to grow and, you know, our fan base hopefully will continue to grow as well. Uh, other bits of news um, is Aaron Hall, uh, one of the England students uh, from a local lab, has been selected to play for England in Australia. Uh, Paul, that's a great achievement for him. Excellent. That's what I was reading that yesterday. Congratulations to him and his family. I hope he enjoys that and good luck to him because it's a brilliant opportunity for him and you know that's that's something I'd love to do is to not to play obviously I'm too old now but to go over to Australia and be involved in rugby league or watch a test series or, or hopefully go watch Salford over there in a World Club Challenge or something I'll go watch a State of Origin game so he's getting to go over there and play so best of luck to him and uh, you know, for everybody here on the podcast I think you'll echo that Rob yeah you're never too old Paul you're two yards in your head is one yard on the floor <laughs> don't let anyone tell you different you see my build, mate. I'm a build like a rugby league player. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you say, it's a big achievement for him. You know, being able yeah, to go to Australia to play in the World Cup for the students is, is a fantastic uh, achievement. And you know, he's going to be out there. He's going to be representing, you know, Salford. And you know, it's, it's a dream. You know, like it's an, a dream for him. And also the people who look up to him now, the kids might be looking at this and thinking, if he can go to Australia, I can do the same. And it's like a snowball effect, then, isn't it? Certainly is, yeah, and how proud of his family going to be. That he's absolutely outstanding. It's, he really is, and uh, yeah, I just hope he does the business when they when they go over there. When is when is it the World Cup for the student from? A couple of weeks, Paul. I reckon. Well, you know, I say well, it's one of them. You know, it's a it's an achievement, and I'm sure we're going to be pushing the Australians because uh, I think kind of that kind of level. You know, we're kind of similar, aren't we? It's only like in the, next, yeah, uh, yeah, the students have done fantastic. Yeah, they really have. I mean, I've been following them in the amateur report and you know the under 16s and the 18s at that level. And, Australian schoolboys have always been good. I mean, I, I've watched the Australian schoolboys a few times. I remember when I used to live in Rochdale, they came to uh, to Scotland to play the, the Great Britain students a number of years ago. Now I remember going to watch that. And, you know, they've got some really talented players. They really have, and uh, you know they, they'll, they'll be good. They'll, they'll definitely be good. But uh, yeah, what an opportunity to go over there and test yourself against them. Yeah, looking at the other bits of news as well. Uh, there's like a masters. It's a masters rugby camp. Uh, aimed at um, sort of children in year six, year seven, year eight, year nine, year ten, and year eleven, uh, all kind of in August, Paul. Like we said, you know, with, with Aaron, you know, you get the, the kids who play at you know that level at that age doing the right things, and it can only help the uh, you know the local uh, rugby in the area. Yeah, certainly, certainly. I mean, that sort of young teenage age, you're progressing from that then to, to the amateur sides, and you know, we, we, we look at the amateur sides in our area. There's a lot in this. Some of those get him involved in the local amateur clubs. 
that's when you start, you know, get on that stepping stone. Then you've got the under 16s at Salford, and hopefully soon we're going to have the under 19s back. And you know, that that's all. all we'll, we'll bear the fruits of that Salford's first team. You need that ladder, don't you? you need that dream to be able to progress and uh, you know, head for the top. Yeah, there's loads of things going on. The uh, next one we've got is uh, the £29,000 that were raised um, through the game on Friday against Catalan Dragons. That's a you know a massive amount of money, and it's uh, you know going out there to support you know the people who were affected by the terrorist attack uh, on the Monday before. Yeah, certainly that was a, that was a great effort that to to see that. I saw the picture of the, the people on, on on our Facebook page uh, counting the, the lads and ladies there counting the money. <laughs> and when I out of buckets, and when I saw it, I watched it been raised. Oh, blimey, how how am I going to be counting there? You have to count. £29,000, it's like when you enter your, um, your change jar when you're a teenager or whatever, and you're counting that, it takes you about an hour to count your five P's out, but they just counted £29,000. <laughs> so how long has it took them to that? But what a great effort, though, Rob. Absolutely fantastic effort from everybody who, who came on Friday night, you know. And let's have it right, there was supporters there from other clubs as well. I saw some Warrington supporters there, you know, Leeds supporters, Leeds supporters, I think there's a few Wigan OKR supporters there, you know, to, to make the effort. And come to, to, to Salford and make a donation and get behind it. just shows you the spirit that the rugby league supporters have. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great occasion. You know, lots of people turned up. I think it's, it's great, obviously, because the team played well as well. It might, you know, inspire a few players for people to come back this week, maybe, against Wakefield and, you know, come and pay and, and watch Salford Oakford put in another great performance. Yeah, certainly. Certainly a friend of mine's coming on, on Sunday, uh, Paul, Paul Pattinson, a lad I work with, and he brings his son as well. He's he's been a sailor support. He's just sort of got into rugby this season. Uh, never really watched it much rugby before. But his lad plays rugby at school, and he started to watch sail and got got a season ticket there. And I told him about Salford. And he, he's been to about three or four home games this season. Now he's not seen us lose. Every time he comes, we win. Uh, he was at the Catalan game, and he's coming to the, to the Wakefield game. He really enjoys it. His son really enjoys it. And I think it's great that you know people could just come and sort of get hooked on it, don't they? And uh, let's just hope there'll be more people like that as well, because I'm sure there is. I'm sure people have bought into it this season. Definitely the crowd, the crowd's up. You've got to look at the figures for that. Yeah, like I said, with a season ticket, uh, offer of £10 for, um, for other tickets uh, is a great one. I'm, I'm sure there'll be lots of season ticket holders, you know, leaning on the mates, trying to get them into the game. For 10 quid, it's a bargain. Obviously, the club gets to, you know, collect the data and, you know, build on that. Uh, database and that's what we want though we want a you know a ability to reach out uh, to to others and potential fans and hopefully you know it'll all come together in the next few weeks with a win at Wake, win against Wakefield and then one in the against in the cup a couple of weeks later and it'll be all rosy uh, with a few weeks to go at the end of the season so that was all the end of the news and what we'll do now we'll look back at the amateur report and see what our amateur sides did uh, this week and after that we'll look forward to the game against Wakefield on Sunday <laughs> Right, well, this week's amateur report, I've got quite a bit to get through this week, so we'll start off with the National Conference League, National Conference Premier League. There was no results uh, for this weekend, just gone with it being a bank holiday weekend, but I've got fixtures for this weekend, and these games will all be played on Saturday the 3rd of June, and most of them will have to kick off. We'll start in the Premier Division, Rochdale Mayfield play Pilkington Rex. In Division 2, Bradford Dudley Hill play Saddleworth Rangers, and East Leeds play Salford City Roosters. In Division 3, it's Waterhead Warriors against Stanley and West Bowling against Oldham St. Anne's. We've also got down to news as well. The Rugby Football League is seeking a new community Lions head coach to replace Ian Mooney, who stepped down from the role recently. The closing date for applications, which should be sent to Alan Davidson at alan.davidson at rfl.uk.com. 
The closing date is Friday the 16th of June. Moving on to the North West Men's League. There's just one result this weekend just gone. Saturday the 27th of May. Little Hulton Reds 32, Runcorn 24. This uh, week's fixtures, we've got one fixture on Thursday the 1st of June. In Division 4, that's Langworthy Reds against Manchester Rangers A. The rest of the games are being played on Saturday. And Division 1, Goldbourne Paxar play Folly Lane. Division 2, it's Lee East A against Berry Broncos and Manchester Rangers against Leyland Warriors. In Division 3, Eccleston Lions versus Rochdale Cobras and Olden St. Anne's A versus the Fitton Hill Bulldogs. In Division 4, Ryland Sharks A play Caddy's Head Rhinos and the West Horton Lions play Little Houghton Reds. In Division 5, it's Berry Broncos A against Blackbrook A and Houghton Farm with Hornets A against Bolton Mets. In the Youth and Junior Leagues, um, on Sunday, last Sunday, the under-18s, it was Oldham 22, Wigan St. Patrick's 31. That was in the Premier Division. And that's the only result I've got for you there. The fixtures for this week on Sunday the 4th of June, starting off in the Premier Division of the under-18s, is Wigan St. Jude's against Oldham St. Anne's. Division 1 of the under-18s is Saddleworth against Charlie. The under-17s, Premier Division, Salford against Wigan Springview. The under-16s, Division 1, Caddy's Head play Wigan St. Cuthbert. Hindley play Waterhead. Ince Rose Bridge play Saddleworth. And Lee East play Oldham St. Anne's. The under-16s, Division 2, is Blackpool Scorpions against South Trafford. And Charlie Panthers versus Rochdale. And Folly Lane versus Pilkington Rex. In the under-13s, Premier Division, Waterhead Warriors play Thato Heath Crusaders. The under-13s, Division 1, Newton Storm play Oldham St. Anne's. Rochdale Mayfield play Ashton Bears Blacks. And in Division 2 of the under-13s, Crossfields against Langworthy Reds and Saddleworth Rangers against Wigan St. Puffets. Division 3 of the under-13s, finally, is Ashton Bears Goals against Bellevue Bees and the South Trafford Raiders against the Leyland Warriors. And also a special mention this week for Folly Lane under-15s. They had a tremendous win. They won in the quarter-finals of the Lancashire Cup under-15s. They beat uh, Hindley from Wigan by 36 points to 28. So they've progressed through to the semi-finals now of the Lancashire Cup. So congratulations to Folly Lane under-15s and we'll keep you posted on how they go on. And best of luck to them in that semi-final. Let's hope they can get to the final and win that trophy. So congratulations to them. Just a bit more amateur news for you. Uh, this is from Rugby League Express. This where I found this uh, little piece for you guys. Ambitious young players have been invited to put themselves forward for trials for the English Lions under-18 side. Two trials are being held. One in Lancashire, the other in Yorkshire in the middle of next month. The players are expected to attend one closest to their respective home. The first is on Sunday the 11th of June and it's at Lee Minor Rangers. The second is on Sunday the 18th of June and that's at East Leeds. Only players born between the 1st of September 1998 and the 31st of August 2000 are eligible. Makes me feel old that. <laughs> Nomination should be sent to Alan Davidson and his email address is alan.davidson at rfl.uk.com by Friday the 2nd of June 2017 and the English Lions under-18s are scheduled to meet Wales under-18s in September and Scotland under-19s in October so you know, get yourselves registered for that if you're born between 98 and 2000 uh, there on the, on the dates I've just given you because that, that's an amazing opportunity for us so best of luck with anyone who uh, applies for that just finally this week it's not amateur news this but I'm just going to give Ian McKinder a special mention I know we, uh, we talked about Ian doing his, his running a, a few weeks ago in the podcast well, he had his running shoes on again. He did the Manchester Half Marathon on the Sunday just gone. 
and he did it in a fantastic time of one hour and 47 minutes and I think you know that deserves a big congratulations to him there it's a, that's a tremendous time that you know half a marathon a long way I think it's about 13, 13 miles I think it is so he's done really well there one hour and 47 minutes big congratulations Ian from everyone on the podcast mate that's all the news I've got for you this week on the podcast I'll, uh, I'll see you on Sunday for the Wakefield game <laughs> Salford Red Devils take on Wakefield Trinity on Sunday at the AJ Bell Stadium Park. Another massive game down at the AJ Bell. Yeah, certainly two informed sides as well. We've got Wakefield who are sitting fourth in the table. They had two excellent wins uh, the, the weekend just gone. They beat Huddersfield 28 26. I think it was. And they had a great win at, uh, at Wigan. They beat Wigan, I think it was 20 points to nil down at Wigan in the first half and then got back to 22 20 to lead at half time. Then. Scored 40 points uh, all together in the match. So, so yeah, they've got pace all over the place. Wakefield are a good side and they've got some ex-Solver players in the team as well. And I think they're going to give it a real tough test on Sunday. Yeah, speed in the backs, Paul. You know, must look front. It's going to be a big, big game, I think. A big test uh, for us, I feel, on on, uh, on Sunday. Especially at home. There's a bit of an expectancy, you know, creeping into the crowd thinking, you know, they're going to put another great performance. And hopefully, you know, the boys will be able to do that. Yeah, certainly, certainly. I think there'll be a, a bit of expectation, definitely. They've got the pace, they've got Ben Jones, Bishop, Eastland, Joe Rundle, and Mason Kate Brown, they're really bottomized, so there's plenty of pace in there. Wakefield have had a press conference today, and uh, Coach Chris Chester has announced they've got three injuries, they've picked up three injuries this, this week, so there's three blokes who are not going to be playing. The new sign, Adam Walker, really signed from, from St. Helens, uh, do you remember Adam played against us in the Million Pound game for O'Care? He went to St. Helens as a big signer for them, he's not made it there, he's gone to Wakefield, he's out though for six to, sorry, for eight to ten weeks, he's had a, a medial rupture, uh, so he's out, out with that, and um, Jacob Miller broke his leg, and will be out for six to twelve weeks to half back, so he's a big miss, and uh, also uh, Tinaro Arona, the loose forward, he's out as well for uh, five to six weeks with uh, a torn hamstring, so they're three big players missing for Wakefield though. Yeah, like you said, it all seems to be falling to play for self. And every time we, we we play somebody, you know, a couple of key players of the opposition seem to go, you know, they're injured. And well, that's a good thing for us. You know, obviously, we can only play what's in front of us. Uh, and obviously, if injuries are, are hitting other teams uh, with this confidence we've got uh, flowing through our veins, you know, it's only going to be good, I think. Yeah, certainly, certainly. There's other danger players in the Wakefield side. But, you know, looking at their team, I don't think we should be scared of them. We've got players in our side that are equally as good as them. But well, like I said, you've just got to watch them. They've been scoring a lot of points and they've got that, that pace. You know, Scott Cricks at the full-back as well. They've got a decent pack of forwards as well. So they'll, they'll, be, they'll be tough to beat. And if you go back to the game at their place earlier on in the season, that was a, a real ding-dong battle that you know, we probably should have, should have got a result from that game, really, over the, the, the late chance from Murdoch Basilla. But Wakefield ground it out and, and they have a tendency to do that. So uh, I can see it being a tough game. I can see it being a close game as well. Yeah, a couple of weeks' time we face them in the cup, Paul. I think it's an opportunity for both Ian Watson and Chris Chester to have a look at each other's team and you know plan for that. I feel. Yeah, well, I, I was chatting again last night actually and the other day to someone about about it. Said so to me, which one would you rather win, the other cup game or the league game? You've got to win both, don't you? Um, obviously, the cup game is very important, but so, so equally important, I think, is, is the league game at this stage of the season and. and 
it's going to be tough. Both games are going to be tough. They're a tough, they are a tough side, Wakefield. And they've been a surprise package, I think, this season. But you always seem to get a tough game off them. When you look at our record at their ground, we've never seen to, to really do very well there. They always seem to grind it out against us. I think that's what you'll get on, on Sunday. I think they'll come and they'll, 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 they'll be physical. They'll be very physical. We'll be physical back and forth. You look at that, the pizza, his name is Danny Kerman in there in their pack. Anthony England, they've got some good forwards. So, uh, yeah, it'll be really on our metal to get a result, I think. Yeah, give us your, your score prediction uh, for the game on Sunday, Paul. I'm rubbish at this. I think I said 26 <laughs> 24 for the Warrington game, and we got 38 points, didn't we? And I think you were closer than me, Rob, on that one, wasn't yeah, you? Yeah, I didn't want to mention that, Paul, but now you have. Yeah, yeah that was quite close. You went far away, didn't you? You said 36 20, so you weren't a millionaire. When you closer than me. But, uh, I keep, yeah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> I keep going for close games, so my head wants to say, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll battle Wakefield, but I'm going to go for another tight one. I think um, Salford 28, Wakefield 14. 28-14 Salford. I've not got my bingo ball handy, so I'm going to have to go off gut feeling again. Uh, I'm going to go... You know, right, I've got a feeling like oh, I keep mentioning it, Paul. You know, if you fancy it, keep mentioning it, that's good. Um, what I'll do this week, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for Salford 38, Wakefield 10. 38-10, Salford. I think it's going to be a, you know, a, a really good game. I think Salford full of confidence uh, after the last few weeks. And, uh, you know, I'm reckoning uh, two points there on the way to the game up. So you're totally disagreeing with what I said, aren't you? I said it's been a really tough game and yeah. you've got a lot of 38-10 yeah. <laughs> There's just confidence flowing through the team. You've got quality. Yeah. You've got people who are hungry to get in the side and stay in the side. So that's a you know, perfect sort of combination uh, for the team going forward. And, you know, when it clicks, it clicks. And I've got a funny feeling it will on Sunday. Yeah, well, it certainly it did against Catalan, didn't it? I mean, we went to that game and we, we chatted different before the game saying how, how, how tough Catalan can be, you know. You know, their side is full of, full of quality players. And we expected us to score 50 points against Catalan. I certainly didn't. I didn't expect us to score 38 points against Warrington. And yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, you, you, could be, you could be bang on the money there. If we turn up and play our, bring our A game on, on Sunday, there's a, there's a fair chance of us, of us getting that score. I'm just always a bit cautious. I'm a bit of a mad pants player. I'm always a bit, a bit more cautious. A bit more cautious than you anyway, Rob. But, but yeah, I'm expecting a good crowd, great day. Yeah, I'm I'm just super optimistic about every sort of game really. Just it's just always the way I've always been really. You're riding the bus at the Oh I'm I'm driving the bus, me, I'm You're on. driving it, you're <laughs> driving the sort of juggernaut. <laughs> That's what it's all about. The Andy Riley bus we're on our way. Hey now, he was spot on, wasn't he? So he said Salford would be up near the top and he he wasn't wrong, was he? No, 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 he was spot on then. A few people have been, I mean you know, um, people have said, you know, the bubble's going to burst and so far it hasn't and I think somebody I had somebody compare us to witness and um, last week you know, the start they had last season I thought it was a bit unfair really because they won the first five or six games and they sort of faded after that didn't they whereas we played 14, 15 games now and we've been pretty consistent with us and Castleford have been the, the real consistent sides of the season and to a certain extent Wakefield and Bull and Leeds who are up there at the moment but definitely us and Castleford have, have really set a benchmark with with our away perform as well as the way we've dispatched teams and when we go look at the points for and against them as both we've spoken really well. So so yeah, and I've heard people that have said we're gonna struggle Sky Sports. I think the pundits on there when they got those um, playing cards out on that table, did you watch that preview programme with O'Connor and Bill Clark and no disrespect to them guys, they've obviously got a lot of knowledge but I think they tipped it to finish bottom, so uh, 
Yeah, I think they got something wrong in there, didn't they? In the, in the old set of cards, I think they got that a bit, read that wrong. Uh, but but he's, like, he's, he's very hard to predict, though, Robert Reed. I, I sometimes see people sort of really laying into criticism. I know Gary Schofield got a bit of criticism this week. That's what they get paid for, though. That's their job. And, you know, everyone's got an opinion, and, you know, somebody's got to finish at the bottom. And whichever team they pick to finish at the bottom, those supporters of that team are going to have a go at them, aren't they? So they're only doing their job, and uh, sadly, it looks like they might be. Well, Happily for us, it looks like they might be wrong this season. Yeah, for me, Paul, it's, it's all about confidence and momentum. That's what it is. And this yeah. team, it is full of it. You know, I mean, there's people backing up, you know, moves that, that, that come off and, you know, reaching out. Balls balls are being passed when, you know, in previous seasons they may not have been passed. And, it, and it's all about the ball sticking and, you know, so for the, uh, you know, on a flow. And that's what it's all about, Paul. You know, you're getting these opportunities yeah. and they're playing good rugby. And it's, it's a joy to watch what it has to be said. So it's a great time to, I think, to be a, a Sofa Red Devils fan. So, uh, oh, no, it's a massive thing. Sorry, Rob. No, go for it. It's a massive thing in, in, in rugby league, in, in, in the sport. And Matt Flanagan said that to me on Sunday. I said, you know, what's this, is there a secret for me? I don't want to give you any secrets away. But he, he said, no, it's not a secret for me. It is confidence and, you know, lads getting, getting together and getting on as a group and getting off, off the field as well and outside the, the, the bubble of rugby league. And, I think we've got that in space this season and uh, exciting time, Rob. Yeah, that was the end of a, another podcast, Paul. Another great show, talking all things Salford. Yeah, what we're going to be like when we lose. We'll be right miserable, but we'll <laughs> every, every week we have good, good news and good things to bring you, so hopefully we'll have another good result to talk about this Sunday. Looking forward to that, mate. Yeah, big thanks for tuning in to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Pines, and you find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You find us on Twitter at DITD SRD, and you find us on SoundCloud iTunes and radio contact. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next Four hours a day. Live. Radio contact.